1: Right now, we have Brian Haney joining us on on KFH Sports Daily. Brian, how are you today, my friend? Paul Savage and Jacob Albrock with you.
2: Hey, fellas. Great to be on with you. Doing well. Excited about uh, a big week for KU with our bowl announcement on Sunday. And obviously, good to have hoops back in the winner's circle after the setback on Friday. Nice to see a bounce back Monday. So, things are good
3: here in Lawrence. How are you guys?
2: Doing we're really good. good.
3: We're good, Brian. Uh, good to have you here, as always. Let's start with football, um, and then we'll get into uh, then we'll get into some of the some of the basketball stuff. Plenty to talk about in both. In football, we're going to have a little bit of a break here. Um, I I think you know the Sunflower Showdown. To me, Brian, I thought the effort was high level and probably their best in a couple of weeks. But I think more importantly, Jalen Daniels seemed to me much more comfortable in the sunflower showdown game than he did the week before as he made his return. Did you get that feel?
2: Yeah, for sure. And and most notably with him running, with him running the football uh, we saw a guy, his first game back that was a little more hesitant and tentative to take off with the ball. But what makes him so dynamic is the dual threat capability and the ability to, to run the option pitch to the edge that he does so much better than Bean just based on the angles he takes and how well he sells it. And so even though beans, the faster straight on speed guy, Jalen's execution of those plays, is what makes him so dangerous. And we didn't see that in the Texas game. We absolutely saw it versus K state. And so that gives me a lot of hope that the version of Jalen we saw in September when they were racing out to a five and zero start, will be the version we see in the bowl game. And so, it didn't see him air it out a ton because it was a rainy night throughout. Tough to really get the deep ball going. And that clearly was a factor in in hurting Kansas and their chances to come back. But, uh, you know, <laughs> it's all like it is. Kansas lost this game early with some special teams blunders and was playing at an arm's distance the rest of the way as a result. So, you know, Jalen, I thought was one of the silver linings. I thought defensively, Lonnie Phelps and Craig Young looked healthier and bouncier and more burst and explosiveness like the players we saw at the start of the season before some injuries slowed them a bit. And so I think this is a team that even though they lost their last three games, excuse me, I I really feel like they're coming on now getting back closer to full health and, and should look as good as we've seen them whenever they play in December, whether it's as early as the 22nd or perhaps the more likely 27th to 28th options in the guaranteed rate, the Liberty Bowl, and the First Responders Bowl.
1: Well, with regards to bowls, this is perhaps the most important bowl in the history of the University of Kansas, and I and I know you've been in Orange Bowls, and I know you've been in some great Bowls, but in my opinion, this Bowl is so important, partly because I I I, I can't remember a, a football team in the past. That needs this win worse than 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 ever because this puts you in a winning record. This gives you a winning record for the year, something to truly build off of. I think the 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 last really important bowl was many years ago when K State made their first bowl, and I can't even remember wh- which bowl it was. It right off the top of my head, but for me, this bowl is almost as important as that because not only it gives you extra practice legal practice that, that KU gets to use to make their young players better, get kids ready for next year. Uh, not only does that take place, but there's just something about KU and the word bowl that goes together at this point after after the up-and-down season that they've had. Tell me, Brian, what's your opinion on the importance of this bowl? Well,
2: I think it's big, no doubt. You know, it's, it's not – catastrophic if you lose it just getting to this point you get those practices you spoke to Paul and they're not taking those back if you lose obviously you'll have four weeks of bettering this football team and it'll start with the first couple of weeks of bettering the younger players I think that they'll rest a lot of the veteran guys and not have nearly as many snaps but for a third string quarterback like Ethan Vasco and some of the other freshmen on this team, these will be important weeks, and then you'll really start to ramp up in mid-December. And So you're going to get all of that regardless. You're going to get all the PR and, and positivity of, of playing in the postseason, which they can put out in recruiting and have been for quite some time. You're going to get that regardless. But no doubt, to finish above 500, to finish with an uptick, it is a different kind of feel. You know, you think back to the Insight Bowl in 2008, Kansas had lost the back half of its schedule until they won versus Missouri in the regular season finale, and then won at Minnesota. And suddenly we look back on that season at eight and five, completely different than had the last couple of games gone the other way. Um, You know, I think back to the Tangerine bowl, we lost to Phillip rivers and NC state and finished six and seven. And uh, clearly, you know, Mark Mangino's program continued to ascend even with the loss, but just imagine the different field had you been able to get that win. So I do think it makes a difference. But I think there's also a lot of, you know, advantages that they'll be capitalizing on no matter how the outcome of the game goes. But I think Kansas is one of the more dangerous teams in that tier of bowl game because as I alluded to in my previous response, largely we've not been very healthy in the month of November and Four extra weeks of resting up some of those bumps and bruises is going to make Kansas much more dynamic and look like the team that raced out to that fast 5-0 and start. And so I think uh, not knowing who the opponent will be, but just kind of look at some of the teams in a similar tier, you know, we stand to be vastly improved because while everybody will be healthier come bowl time, you know, on both sides of the coin, Kansas at some very key positions, the most important positions, will, will be a lot stronger looking. And so, I, I you know, not knowing who we're going to play yet, I, I still like our chances to have a great showing. And I do agree with you that, you know, winning this game certainly – Um, has a big boost in terms of the way we look back on this season. But I wouldn't put all the eggs in the basket of saying you have to win it because they've already accomplished so much just by getting here. And a lot of those advantages will be taken uh, into account regardless of the outcome. And, you know, we should mention before we get too far off of football and and transition to hoops here that Coach Leifold signing the contract yesterday and and making it official through 2029, a really big deal as well. So this is a, a great week to celebrate football and it's going to be a fun month next month to celebrate throughout as we get set for wherever we're headed. But uh, the fact that we're having this conversation for the first time in 14 years and the program you know, heads into signing day next month with a full head of steam and, and real tangible success to point to instead of just saying ah there's something brewing here you can show it to them it's it's there for the taking and uh i think that makes a world of difference so here's hoping they can build on that like you said paul and we're talking about a a seven and six season when it all wraps up
3: one more from me on football and it has to do with Jalen daniels again he has the opportunity to come back next year has he given any indication that maybe we've missed or do you have a vibe or or a feel for what his future for ku looks like we had the injury this year, seems to be getting back, and he'll have the opportunity to do that if he chooses. Do you think that's going to happen and he'll be under center next year?
2: Well, he could come back for multiple years. Technically, just the junior hasn't declared his COVID year yet. Uh, I mean, he, he could have multiple years back if he wants, and he's the future of this program. I think that he's the likely guy to return at quarterback one, and I'll be curious to see what Jason Bean elects to do. Jason – has a COVID year that he can take advantage of. Midweek during the Texas week, he decided to put his name on the list of Senior Day honorees, which means you know, he thinks he's playing in his last game as a Jayhawk, but he could possibly play elsewhere or he could come back too. But the fact that he went through his senior day you know, tells me that he's kind of keeping his options open. Jalen, on the other hand, is is absolutely the future here, and and so he's fired up to return. I know they're doing all they can to, you know, make him feel like the focal point, and obviously NIL opportunities help with a lot of that. But uh, I, I think there's every indication he plans to be back, and certainly, uh, you know, with with Lance Leipold now recommitting to this program and this state. Jalen Daniels is a big part of that and knowing he can win football games with Jalen for another couple of seasons is a big part of that. So I think we're really excited that number six you know projects to be our QB not just next month but, but next season and hopefully beyond. But no doubt you know we've heard some of the, the rumors of, of uh, other teams wanting to try to lure certain guys and that's a part of the new age and new world of, of college football that we live in. but I, I think Kansas and uh, program, the athletic department, the NIL opportunities, all of the above recognize what a special, special talent Jalen Daniels is, what a special personality he is. I mean he he's got charisma just oozing from his pores. He's the natural leader you want to make this type of, of leap with, to go from, you know, bottom rung on the Big Twelve ladder to competing for bowl games in consecutive seasons. And so they're gonna do everything they can to make him feel as beloved and, and as central of a focal point as he needs to be. And I think he's committed to this place, too. So we're really excited about our
1: future with Jalen Daniels. Switching over to basketball, if you don't mind, uh, uh, right now the the, uh, the Jayhawks are at a point where you've got some good wins over some really good teams, for instance, Duke and Wisconsin. A loss to Tennessee, but Tennessee's pretty darn good. Where is this basketball team right now as it gets ready to head into the Big 12 tournament or into the Big 12 conference. Uh, Thoughts on this basketball team overall. Are they where Bill Self wants this team, or are there areas that that Bill is concerned about that that he feels improvement needs?
2: Well, there's always going to be areas he feels like they can improve in. I mean, it it could be uh, a Monday night in April, and he would still be thinking that we could tinker (laughs) this or that and be at a the best we could be that's just the way his mind works but clearly at this juncture eight games in at 7 and 1 uh there's there's aspects you're pleased with and and a glaring one at the five position that you're not and that's not to say it's not going to get there but we knew when david mccormick elected to to graduate and move on that you know there was going to be a lot of youth at that center position and it's, it's funny for all the fans that, uh, that cursed David McCormick and you know, hated the inconsistencies and all that. You'd love to have his 12-8 and eight every single game right now because they're going through the growing pains of, of breaking in two rookie centers. And one's a five-star, one's a four-star, one's a McDonald's All-American, the other top 50 guy. And, and they're going to get there eventually, Ernest and Zuby but Zach Clements has not improved as quickly as, as some might have thought one season to the next. And, you know, with the injury to Cam Martin in the preseason, it's left Kansas with K.J. Adams, who's more of a, a four-man, playing the five position and Kansas going small there. And and that certainly, you know, has, has uh, at times – show that Kansas you know, really needs to improve there and left something to be desired. Clearly, when you go up against a team like Tennessee that has a couple of seven-footers, you need to play bigger, and it's just not ready yet to play to that degree. But in terms of, of other aspects of this team, the wing scoring the backcourt, all of that, you know, you feel good about what we've seen over an eight-game sample size. Tennessee was obviously our, our worst showing in a lot of regards, and a big part of that had to do with DeJuan Harris getting in foul trouble. Bobby Pettifer gets hurt. Suddenly both your point guards are out, and, and you're playing without, you know, proven post-presence, like I mentioned, and there's just all kinds of aspects of this team that were a little bit discombobulated on that night. But other nights, you know, we've seen Jalen Wilson He leads the Big 12 and third nationally in scoring. We've seen Grady Dick. Just absolutely exceed every expectation. Most points by a Kansas freshman through five games in 25 years. He hit six threes in the first half versus NC State. and was just out of his mind. He, he's been fantastic. And MJ Rice is coming on now after the breakout he had on Monday with 19 points all in the second half. You're starting to see some of his McDonald's All-American potential. And so the point is, it's very, very early you're not going to play 40 games every season like we did last season. But if if that's, you know, the the number to look at, then we played 20% of our schedule right now. So we're just, you know, somewhere in the bottom of the second inning of this season. And so it's going to be a, a maturation process for a lot of aspects of this team that has us looking much, much more polished come January and February. And Coach Self said it yesterday in a speaking engagement we had in Topeka that, you know, we only play five games in the month of December some of that is scheduling around finals week and that kind of thing. But he loves that as a coach because it's more practice time. And while you can certainly improve on game day for a team, that's this young at certain spots. And also this beat up right now with five key injuries, um, you know, they want additional practice time, fewer games. I think December is going to be a very transformative month in a lot of the areas that I just addressed. And it'll also be a big month in getting some key guys back. So, Looking forward to seeing what that reveals. But uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, seven and one right now, considering the schedule we played, Coach Self would tell you they probably couldn't have done any better than seven and one. You hate it that it looked ugly on Friday versus Tennessee, but hey, the Club's beaten Duke already. They beat two teams in Atlantis that uh, will be NCAA tournament teams. They've played a tough schedule and they've gone seven and one. They're not gonna apologize for that but it's very, very early and they're just going to get better from here. So buckle up, get excited. It's going to be a fun ride. I promise you that.
3: Yeah. And I think the sentiment, Brian, that I've heard on this and, and we can sort of wrap here is that there, this is, you know, this is like a, you know, it's a sweet 16 team, but it doesn't feel like one that's going to go all the way. But what I continue to tell people, and I'm curious to get your take on this. Yeah. But they may have the best player in the country that we're just, seeing now in grady dick and that seems like a high expectation but i don't think it's an unreasonable expectation to get him in that conversation as an all-american and if he reaches that level that elevates this ceiling up to where it needs to be don't you think
2: Oh, absolutely. And and you know, Jalen Wilson is a preseason All American. You've got the talent here for this to be a Final Four type team. Like I said, it's so early. We're eight games in, so no reason to panic just yet. It's gonna be a fun ride, and there's no coach in America I would trust more to get the most out of these guys the next few weeks and over the next couple of months than Bill Self. So like I said, it's gonna be a ton of fun.
3: All right, Brian. Well, we appreciate these visits. You guys will have the call on Seaton Hall. Uh, Tomorrow, 8 o'clock pregame, I assume starts at 7, yeah?
2: Uh, Yeah, 6.30 on the Crimson and Blue Show, 8 o'clock on the tip-off. And big thanks to the Mattress Hub for having me on each and every week. Do what I did. Get the best sleep of your life with a brand-new mattress from the Mattress Hub. I chose the Purple Mattress, and I've been loving my sleep ever since. Check them out today at MattressHub.com. Guys, thanks so much. (sighs)
0: Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com?